That's what I'm going to start saying, a dream chaser, because it doesn't necessarily mean you're quitting your job and going all in on your thing. Maybe that means at the end of your workday, you have to go do your dreams. You have to go work on moving the needle there. What we're developing is fear of being punished or fear of being seen as a hypocrite or fear of being late or fear. What, what we're actually feeding is the fear of letting others down. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1069, Not Everyone Will Recognize Your Growth. Today, for episode number 1070, happy Sunday, one word nobody likes, but everyone needs. I remember, Alan, there was a time in my life where... I thought if I became an entrepreneur, that's when things would get easy. I would have ultimate time freedom. I'd be able to make my own calendar, make my own schedule, do whatever I want. And shortly after I became an entrepreneur, I realized that the one word that I didn't like, but I really, really needed was structure. I was just kind of winging it. And this is for the listeners. Alan knows this because we've joked about it so many times, but I would... This was my schedule. Oh, this is gonna be brutal. This is gonna be brutal. <laughs> okay, so I lived with my my buddy Matt. Matt and I lived together. I would wake <laughs> up at I would wake up at four thirty. I would go out into the living room. My morning routine was fire. My morning routine was really good, and this was also like kind of a year and a half or two years into it. So I should have been further along than this at this point. But I would get up at four thirty. <laughs> I'd go out into the living room, I would meditate, I would journal, and then I would put on, you know, Tony Robbins, Brandon Burchard, something on YouTube while I did mobility. I'd have my pre-workout meal, my pre-workout, and then Matt would get up at like 5.30 and we would go to the gym at 6. So I would get back from the gym at 7 with Matt. He would shower, get to work, I would shower, and then I would usually take a nap. <laughs> I would take a nap from... I'd eat breakfast and then I would take a nap from eight to ten. <laughs> then, I would, then I would get up and then I would get up and start my day. So and my day really consisted of like posting on social media, Alan and I recording one or two episodes. I was done every day at like three. <laughs> waiting for Matt to play Call of Duty in the very beginning. Because I didn't have any and honestly, I had more structure than most people because I had you pushing me. So even that was me. I had some structure. It was basically, this is what you should be getting done every day. Are you doing it or not? And I was always getting done what I quote unquote should have been getting done. I just didn't realize how much I should have been doing. So mm. the the goal today in this episode is the understanding that so many of us think well, if I only had, if I had the amount of time you have, I would get so much done. And it's like, well, 
it doesn't really work that way because when you have all that time, you don't have the structure to actually make yourself do it. Think about it this way. If your boss didn't care whether or not you show up to work, would you show up to work? Or would you just say, well, nobody cares. I'm not going to show up to work. That's one of the benefits for people when it comes to having an office job or a nine to five or a corporate job, whatever it is, there's extra structure built in. You work for eight hours and then you leave. When you're a dream chaser, it's a little bit different. And I know people who are very, very structured human beings when they went from a real job to being an entrepreneur or a dream chaser. That's what I'm going to start saying, a dream chaser, because it doesn't necessarily mean you're quitting your job and going all in on your thing. Maybe that means at the end of your workday, you have to go do your dreams. You have to go work on moving the needle there. When they left their job, they struggled with switching into a structured position with them leading it. So that's why we want to do this episode, because I think that's a little misconception. And I don't know if most humans like structure, but it's often what you don't want that you need the most. Yeah. <clears throat> if what you wanted and what you needed were the same thing, you'd already have it. Um, Kev, this is going to be a fire episode. I want to ask you, so now that you're a business owner and a real business owner with real revenue, like... Damn right. This is, this is yeah, <laughs> damn right. <laughs> Let's turn this into a town meeting. Yes. Um, no, but like we were dream chasers back then. Yeah. We had dreams and we were chasing them. We are now business owners. And there's a huge difference between those two things. Um, and they eventually are kind of the same thing because we're still chasing dreams as well. What I've found so fascinating on this journey, and, and this is true for me as well, um, I would say less less for me than most, but people say that they want things. They, they want time freedom. They want uh, financial freedom. They want... Uh, to make their own schedule. They want to be their own boss. What they really don't understand, and how could they, totally understandable, is what comes with that. I have a client right now who worked for 15, maybe even 20, I'm not sure, um, years for a company. And she now started her own thing. And recently there was someone at another company in a similar industry that that uh, is on maternity leave and she's filling in for that person. And I've noticed a drastic shift in her ability to be consistent ever since she has gone back to work, so to speak, back to work for someone else. And I told this person very directly, I said, I think that you should try to find more, like a part-time, like a consistent gig there. You should try to find something that keeps you there because it structures your day. When you have to be there from this time to this time, all of a sudden you kind of have to go to bed at this time, you know left to your own devices, you're not nearly as consistent, in my opinion. And that's hard to say to this person, but it's important. I remember when I first quit my corporate job, and I was already, Kev, on the farther end of time freedom because I managed a territory. When you're in, you know, industrial automation sales, essentially they, you have numbers, you, you input your numbers, and um, they track what you are selling. And as long as you're ahead of quota, is what we called it, quota, then you're fine. When you're ahead of quota in sales, no one cares what you're doing. You can be golfing. You can do whatever you want as long as you're ahead of quota. If you're not, you need to be working and working hard. So I was already on the pretty high end of time freedom in my corporate job, but I remember struggling too. When when it was left up only to me, I only I was my own boss. I had no schedule. I had no one telling me I had to be anywhere. 
you know, I had a couple mentors or coaches that guided me, but at the end of the day, it was like, listen, I wanted to start this YouTube channel. I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to be a fitness model, fitness coach, fitness competitor. And I was doing those things, but I remember I was really left to my own devices. And I want everyone to really think about this for a second. Growing up, at least the way Kevin and I grew up, so in this country, but but I think a lot of the world is this way as well, especially academically. You know, you the bell rings, you got to be in class. The bell rings, okay, you get to leave class. Um, sports teams, even sports, okay, your coach is sitting there waiting for you. Practice starts at 7, practice goes till 8.30, whatever, or practice starts at 4, ends at 5.30. I mean, you remember baseball. The thing that we we really don't understand, and I want to be very direct with our listeners about, is that that doesn't actually develop self-discipline. What it, what it does is it develops this, I don't want to get in trouble, or I don't want to um, disappoint my coach, or disappoint my teachers, or I don't want to get detention. Do you remember when, if we were late to school, we would get detention with Mr. Davis? Mm-hmm. Remember two Mr. Hours. Davis? Yeah, two hours. Two, two hours, <laughs> Mr. Davis, yeah. I would never get detention because I was the quote-unquote smart kid. They always favored anyone who was like that, but which I thought was unfair, honestly. But Okay, so my point is this. if Ever since we were kids, you have to show up at this time, you get to leave at this time. Show up at this time, you get to leave at this time. And then we're adults, and, and it's the same deal. Okay, you come to work at, you know nine o'clock at a.m. and you leave, you know, you get to leave at five, blah, blah, blah. We're not really developing self-discipline. What we're developing is fear of being punished or fear of being seen as a hypocrite or fear of being late or fear. What, what we're actually feeding is the fear of letting others down. And we've talked a lot on this show about obligers, the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. It's a book that talks about obligers, rebels, uh, questioners, and upholders. Upholders are the of the four tendencies are people who can keep promises to themselves and to others. But obligers are people that are really good at keeping promises to others, not promises to themselves. And I think that a lot of people are conditioned through the system, for lack of better phrasing, to uphold promises to others more than to uphold promises for selves. This is why I always tell people, when you were on a sports team, have you ever met someone, Kev, who was on a sports team? They played sports all through high school and then in college. And then when they weren't on sports teams, they got really out of shape. Mm. I've seen this so many times. I know why. You're not going to like be on sports teams your whole life Eat whatever you want, thinking, you know, when you're burning all those calories, you get to eat whatever you want. Everyone think of someone who's been on sports teams their whole, you know, all through their high school, middle school, high school, and college. They were on sports teams, and they could eat whatever they wanted. They stayed in great shape, super happy and healthy, right? And then all of a sudden, later on in life, when they're at a desk job, they get really out of shape. Why? Their eating habits stayed the same, but the the athletics and the effort uh, in terms of caloric output didn't change. I've seen that so many times and it's just the compound effect. But I digress here. When I was early leaving corporate and I was left to my own devices, I wanted to start a podcast called Conversations Change Lives. And I only got three or four episodes in. Kevin was my first guest. But before that, there was something called the Real Life Superheroes Project that I wanted to do. It was essentially a a YouTube series where where I break down why everyone loves superhero movies and how all of us are actually technically our own superhero. 
And so it was built on the premise that we all have a unique gift. Every superhero, like the Hulk is super strong and Captain America is also super strong um, and fast and athletic. And then you've got like Iron Man is super intelligent. And then you've got, you know, every every superhero has their, their superpower, which is their unique gift. And it was built on the premise that everyone is a superhero. Everyone can be their own superhero. Hi there. This is Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and I am the host of the Business of Happiness podcast, which would not be in existence were it not for the one and only incredible Kevin Palmieri. Seriously, I am so indebted to Kevin for the service that he provides. Every week he meets with me. He has been coaching me on how to initiate and launch this podcast He helped me put it together with his great expertise and every week his whole team works tirelessly to get these podcasts uploaded to Buzzsprout and to deliver my content to my audience. I am so grateful. I couldn't say enough about him. In fact, we've been working together so well. I've seen so much wonderful um, input from my listeners and asking me for more that in just a few weeks we're going to be doubling the number of podcasts we produce per week so this trajectory is just flying and i'm really enjoying the whole process so i couldn't say enough about him please if this is something you're considering i highly recommend him and reach out to me anytime if you have any questions about our experience good luck bye-bye and dude i remember even just coming up with topics and how to write these things down, setting up the lights and the camera by myself. I actually did this at WPI, my alma mater, the college I graduated from. Uh, I was up in this, I used to go down to this science lab that was empty because I needed to lock myself in a room to get myself to work. I was good at listening to audiobooks and I was good at working out and I had certain habits I was really good at. But when it came to like sitting down and doing deep, productive, hard work, it was like really hard for me. And I remember I was so concerned. I was like, I have big goals. There's no way I'm going to be able to achieve my big goals and dreams if I don't like figure out how to be productive. Kev, full vulnerability here. One of the reasons I'm so good at teaching productivity is because I had to learn how to be unreasonably productive. And left to my own devices, I was in trouble. That's why I track my habits. I needed to track my habits because I was off the rails. Oh, same. I'm glad you so, started. Yeah, yeah, right. Thank God, right? So um, I remember I bought this. So if you're on YouTube, you can see this. Um, I, I remember I was I was watching, I think it was Ty. He, he had a program called The 67 Steps, and he brought up productivity. And, uh, Ty Lopez, for those of you who don't know. And again, what, regardless of what you think of Ty, The 67 Steps is a really valuable program. So anyways, The Productivity Planner. He brought these people on and, and they said that it would increase your productivity by at least 200%. And it did. It did it by way more than that. All it is, it's really simple. And in hindsight, it's fascinating that I even couldn't have come up with this myself. Um, you know, because this is what we do now, which is so cool. Because seven years ago, I was on the struggle bus of productivity. Mm. And now, seven years later, I'm literally becoming like one of the most productive people I, ca- I can't even find other people that track as much as we do at this point it's so fascinating how like to reflect on this so anyways uh it starts off with a quote the scariest moment is always just before you start stephen king and then it talks about your most important task of the day if this was the only thing you did today you'd be satisfied 
number one. And then it, it, it did what they refer to as pomodoros. Pomodoro, I think, is an Italian word for tomato. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know the story behind that. But essentially what it is is 25 minutes on, 5-minute break. 25 minutes on, 5-minute break. Okay? And by the way, in hindsight, it's like 25 minutes. What are we doing here? Right? Like you can do more than that. But anyways, so which by the way, for the listeners, that's why these episodes tend to be around 10, uh, 15 to 25 minutes is because we're trying to have it become a daily habit and it's hard to hold your attention for longer than that. But anyways, secondary tasks. Completion of these tasks will make the day even better. Additional tasks. Do these only after you have completed the tasks above and then notes. Productivity score from 0 to 10. How productive were you today on a scale from 1 to 10? What happened? And then there's like just notes. It's a simple notebook, the productivity planner, that just keeps you on the rails. And it's not nearly as good as the systems we run, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm biased. Um, But like peak performance tracking and using the calendar and most important task list. And now, I mean, we've really come up on the productivity side, Kev, so I want to give us credit for that. But my point is this. We didn't start there. We did not start there. The reason we've come so far on the productivity side is because our goals are so big. Our goals, Kev, if you kept operating the way you were operating, where would we be right now? Not much further than we were. We wouldn't have made much progress. I mean, Can you talk to our listeners about that? Like, like, can we just be honest for a second? A lot of people I know have really big goals, but they're not very productive. And I, I want to be the guy who is kind enough to say, listen, you're not going to win. You can't succeed at a high level without more productivity. And, and I, I feel somewhat alone in that sometimes. So can you like t- tell your perspective? Like, what did you used to believe about productivity versus now? At least back then, I knew I wasn't productive and I knew I was in trouble. I wanted yeah. Tony Robbins level impact and I was like, there's no way he's napping every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Damn. Damn. I don't I yeah. don't know what I thought I knew back then. I didn't really understand what productivity was. And it didn't like I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it as like, what do I my goal wasn't to get better and more efficient at what I was doing. It was just to get what I thought I had to get done and then be done. That was kind of my thing is like, and we, you and I have talked about this. But that's the frame of work. It's like, well, let's get the yeah. job done. And then yeah. that's, can you go into that? Because you were a construction foreman. It's like, this is what we have to get done today. Yeah. Once it's done, you're done. Yeah, That well, never happens in dream chasing. No, you're no. never done. There's no. always more you could do. No, it was basically, you know, we have to get 500 feet of blank done today. When we're done, we can kind of take it easy. That's very, very similar to what you said. Like, just make sure you're hitting your quota. That conditioning that is so broken in terms of entrepreneurship. That yeah. goes away completely the moment you have your own business. Well, I think one of the things I think I've seen, and this is where I lucked out because you were ahead of me, but speaking to the power and importance of community, if you're the only dream chaser in your circle, you assume you're working harder than everybody else when realistically, you might be working harder than everybody else around you, but it doesn't mean you're nearly close enough to get to where you want to get to. That mm-hmm. is what I would say. Like, Imagine this, and we use fitness as an analogy, but I think it just helps land the example. You might be eating better than all of your friends, but it doesn't mean you're eating well enough to to do a photo shoot or step on stage if that, in this example, is what your goal is. So that's what I think it is, Alan. You don't know what you're, you're either only comparing to your old level and those around you, but you don't actually understand what it will take to accomplish your goals. 
Like, I didn't understand. I just did what you told me. Like, what do you think I should do? Like, even my system today, like, transparently and vulnerably, you designed it more than I did. I just said, like, tell me what I should do. That's, I don't, I don't know what to do. If I knew what to do, I'd be doing it already. I just need to know what to do. I feel really um, grateful in this moment. I think one of the things that I'm realizing about my coaching as I evolve is one of the reasons I think people coach with me is because of this. It's like, okay, tell me what you want to achieve and I can literally tell you what it will require. It's that reverse engineering of the finish line. And then you might decide, I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, well then let's lower the target. You know, I have one client who wants a 50 million pounds uh, from the UK as a net worth and he's very young. So he wants it by 50 and it's totally doable. But like I said to him, you do realize like you're going to have to work, you know, really hard forever, right? This isn't. Can I ask you some questions? Do people I only have, believe they can I achieve I only have three things? minutes, Alan. You have three minutes. Have, yeah, I literally okay. have a, I'm This on a is podcast. a really powerful topic for me. I love this topic. We can do a part I think two. Pe- do people believe, did you believe you could be Joe Rogan without like structure? Just remember, I didn't intend on being Joe Rogan. I wanted to be Joe Rogan. And, and I'm telling you, in order to intend on being something, you have to understand the awareness of how to do it. That's why I tell you all the time when somebody comes to you and says, I want blank. It's, there's a difference between wanting and intending. You can want anything, but when you intend on it, it means you're actually intent and putting intent, attention towards that. But I think that requires an awareness. So no, I had no idea. I didn't think I could get to Joe Rogan's le- level, ne- let alone know how to do it. Okay. Do you think that some people believe they can achieve really big goals like without being productive? Yes, because I think they're they're probably either unintentionally listening to or being influenced people who tell them that's how they did it yes i would say so yeah okay yeah yeah that we'll do another episode at some point on this this is a very hot topic for me i can tell i'm like this feels like something that i'm born and bred to to teach and talk on i i have always felt drawn to this um because i think it has always confused me i know you got to go it's always confused me why people would set these really large goals and then like go to the beach because it's like you do realize that you can't like do that. That's like not mathematically and scientifically. Yeah. I'll give one tiny example, really quick. I know we gotta go. One of my clients said, "I want to be the female Tony Robbins." She's changed that since. But I said, "Okay, you do realize he gave up every weekend for the last forty years." And she was like, "Oh, it's like well, he can't. He couldn't be Tony Robbins without that." You, you like? Did you connect that? You know what I mean? Like, do you want to work every weekend for the next 40 years? The answer would be no. Do you want to be the female Tony Robbins? Oh my God, yeah. It's like, well, you can't have one without the other. So maybe that's another conversation. But um, for those of you out there watching or listening, realize this. One, Kevin and I did not start here. Um, We struggled with productivity at the beginning very, very much. And we built it over time. And now I do consider us very, very, very productive. Um, and if you need help with productivity, please reach out. That's, that's my, my plug for lack of better phrasing is like, let's put my calendar link on the, on the uh, show notes. If you need help with productivity, I've got you. I, I love, I study productivity. I've been studying productivity every day for like seven years. And I don't even think that's an exaggeration. It's, it's pretty much every single day. Um, 
I give trainings on it. I coach on it. Uh, if you want to be more productive or feel like you need to be more productive, please book on my calendar. I love to meet the listeners. I will help you uh, in any way that I can. Boom. Next level nation. I have to go because I am on a podcast at this very minute tomorrow for episode number 1071. What you need to know about both success and failure. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.